you're listening to The Leadership Woman with me, Jill Seville. Today, uh, there's no guest. Uh, there's a few topics that I've thought of from last week. Uh, but first of all, thank you so much to everybody who's got me to over a thousand downloads since I began in January. So, um, and it's all different countries around the world. So I, I'm beyond grateful. Thank you. Thanks also for the comments coming in from all different places, social media and on, on Podbean. And there's suggestions for topics that I could talk about. Um, one or two will be coming up in future weeks. But because leadership is all about timing, I thought that to talk about succession, to talk about leadership, passing the baton from one leader to another, may well be a, a good time to talk about that after the UK election last Thursday. Before I talk about the leaders themselves, I just want to talk about followers. I can remember John Maxwell said once, to be a good leader, you first got to be a good follower. And at first, I didn't really understand that. But you've only got to put yourself in the position of any team leader, exec director, CEO, president, to imagine how you would want your followers to to act and and one main thing is loyalty i would say and one thing that i notice in the uk particularly around the labor party is that sometimes it's difficult to tell the difference between what their own supporters are saying and what the opposition parties are saying You've only got to go into the world of sport, uh, think about a football team that's got particularly good followers. You can tell their fans, you can tell the people who are on their side. They find something positive to say about their team. So if you're in a team, any team, give some thought as to how do you act as a team member? Are you a good follower, in fact? Throughout history, there have been rituals to show loyalty, to swear fealty. And it's never more important than when a new leader takes over. There has got to be some kind of cohesiveness around the new leader to make it work. One example was reported in the New York Times in 1934, when one million people in Germany swore allegiance to Hitler after he declared himself Führer, which got me thinking about what did we do in the UK. If you apply for nationality in a new country, you are asked to swear allegiance. And I believe if you go into the military in, in many countries, you are asked to swear allegiance. But being a normal citizen in the UK, I don't remember being asked to swear allegiance to, to the UK. Maybe you can think of examples where we are. Um, but 
In the book, The Four Agreements, the first agreement that we make with ourselves is to be true to our word. Giving our word to somebody, swearing allegiance, saying that we are trustworthy is really important. And the rituals around that were really important. Let's move on to succession then. The change of the leader from one to another. When you've made a success of something, you've got a successful team, there's part of our ego that thinks when we leave, if it all falls apart without us, then it just shows how good we were. And um, the thing about mature leaders is that they don't do that. Succession planning is so important. And the maturity of both the outgoing leader and the incoming leader are so important. One mark of good leadership is, did you leave the team in a better place? Did you leave the country in a better place than when you arrived? Many of us don't choose our successor, but we can choose how we act. We can choose how we hand over things, particularly if we care about our team. I actually think that there's an advantage in the U.S. system whereby a president is elected, but then it's quite a while before the new president is sworn in. Uh, it's not like that in the U.K. The, you have an election and overnight somebody else is walking into number 10 Downing Street. But that period of time allows people to, to plan and the public to get used to the idea of the change. Which takes me back to the UK local elections last week. And there's lots of recriminations and everybody says that it's all to do with Keir Starmer, the Labour leader, as to why Labour hasn't done very well. Of course, Labour did well in the mayoral elections. Um, but places that counted, like the election in Hartlepool that resulted in a new MP, the Conservatives did really well. So think about the transition from Jeremy Corbyn to Keir Starmer. There was a real need for Labour to be seen as one party. And yet, a certain amount of Labour supporters are still in the Corbyn camp. Now, why is that? And what would a successful transition have looked like? Now, on a slightly different note, because this wasn't a succession of power, this was um, a, a race, the US race, I think it was 2008, Barack Obama and John McCain. Now, if you ever want to see an example of a speech in defeat, then just Google John McCain. It was... One of the best examples I've ever seen where somebody put their own personal misery, I imagine. Um, he actually put the good of the country, the good of the party above his own needs. And he talked about Barack Obama. He talked about the historic day. And he was so positive. And it was very clear that he was moving aside and it is notable that Barack Obama gave a eulogy at John McCain's funeral, even though they were in two separate uh, parties. 
it's probably coming to your mind how Trump left. Uh, it took him a long time to actually admit defeat. In fact, I'm not really sure he did admit defeat in the end. Uh, so you can see that that caused great pain to the Republican Party particularly. So thinking then about succession, what is it that the outgoing leader needs to do? Here are some of the barriers to a successful transition that John Maxwell talked about in one of his talks. Um, first of all, the organization doesn't like the new person. That could certainly be true. The new person doesn't fit in the organization, doesn't like the organization. Number three, there's a culture conflict maybe. And number four, the new leader fails could be for any number of reasons but the ones that I <laughs> the reason really that I'm doing this podcast is number five the old guard sabotages the effect the efforts of the new leader people who feel that they have settlers rights squatters rights and they don't like the new guy and they make sure that it doesn't work and they hang out for as long as they can to make sure that it's a failure so um, think about then the people who are still hanging on and supporting the previous leader. The old guard is sabotaging the efforts of the new leader. Uh, number six, the old leader themselves sabotages the effects of the new leader. And this I'm returning to maturity because the old leader, of course, has to make way and visibly make way. Number seven, the old leader fails to leave. And in fact, Corbyn has failed to leave. He's still there. How could it have been different then? There could have been some agreements at the beginning. There could have been an agreement about from the old leader that he would not criticize from the sidelines. He would come privately if there was anything in particular, but publicly he would not say anything. I'm saying he, of course, because I'm talking about Corbyn and Starmer, but it can equally apply to women. If you're the outgoing leader, remember that you haven't done everything right and the new person won't do everything right either. As John says, the goal of any transition is improvement, not perfection. Out of the obstacles that I've listed, when transitions don't work, the reason that they are sabotaged more than any other reason is because you have an immature person in the mix. A smooth transition, therefore, needs maturity, character, and compatibility. You might think, succession planning, Jill, what? What's it got to do with me? I'm not a CEO. I'm not uh, the head of a country or a political party. But you are, throughout your career, you will be moving from team to team. Hopefully you'll be leading team to team. And don't you hope that the person that you're replacing will have listened to this podcast and they do it well. So I hope you liked this topic. I thought that it was timely. Next week, there will be a guest as usual. Please keep your comments 
I'm always happy to have any topics that you want me to talk about, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thank you for listening.